Welcome to Survivor Cast International. I'm Cody. I'm Jacqueline. And today on the pod, we're talking Lucky Episode 7 of Survivor UK Pulau Tiga Redux. Redux, Redux, Redux. Pull us out of Tiga. Today on the pod, we're talking episode seven, as I've already said, to UK with love. So much UK content, Jackie, lately. I know. I mean, we saw Lulu on Drag Race. Lulu was recently on UK Drag Race. I mean, for those of you who didn't vote, didn't we already to have Survivor like, and Drag Race come together? You're crazy. I think we already referenced Lulu being on Drag Race on this podcast. I know. I just have to talk about it all the time because I'm in love. And with she Lulu. talked about wanting to blow to Sir, yeah, to Sir with cum ah. in her mouth, more like right, dirty. Especially because Sydney Poitier is dead now. Sad. That is sad. We'll always just remember him as Sir. Mm, yes, Sir. So <laughs> we're talking episode seven. And at the top, they tease you thinking that there's a merge right away. But no, not yet. Before we jump into the episode, Jackie, oh, okay. I want to do a quick news segment oh a news segment huh let's go to the news like current news past news your news uk news and survivor news all right that of course is what comes up when you search news time on spotify (laughs) (laughs) it works it was great so okay I wanted to try to get to the bottom of this blowjob scale. Oh, did you fucking figure it out? And I can't find anything. Oh, my God. Peter, Peter, please. Please tell me, Peter. And then I wanted to <laughs> see some uh, some news in Pulau Tiga. Okay. And all the news articles were in a different language. Understandably. And when you Google Survivor UK blowjob, you just get a lot of porn. Oh, Survivor blowjob porn videos, British slut poppy gets ready for naked survivor porn. Do you think that there is there like a lot survivor of survivor contestant porn videos on pussy space? What? Just I don't know. Nothing I really necessarily want to click on. That's a lot. That's like a lot of energy coming so, with the survivor porn. Yes. And survivor porn itself, I don't know if all of it is necessarily survivor the tv show porn or if some of it is like i've survived something and here's my porn or like i'm being attacked oh god but i end up being a survivor porn and this was the porn of it (laughs) it all sounds dark and very confusing it's all awful let's not do any of that so this needless to say this new segment is a work in progress okay but i want to take it back to basics for this first Attempt at it. Take me back, baby. Take me back. Do Can you just tell me, Jackie, what is the UK? Can you name all the countries in the UK? It's the United Kingdom. Right. Um. Currently, I think it's just North Ireland, Wales, and England, right? Because Scotland pulled out and Ireland's not part of it. Mm. I'm seeing Scotland as part of it, but I think you're correct mm. that I think they are... Isn't that what fucking, like, was a big debate? 
parallel to Brexit. I feel like it was happening either like right before, right after, or during the same time as Brexit. I'm seeing that Scotland is in the UK currently. Maybe huh. they left and then came back. Or maybe they voted no to not leave. Like maybe they came right up to it. Yeah. Like my school district with striking every two years. Huh. <laughs> but um, Education. Um, okay. Well, then I was wrong. So then it's North Ireland, but not the rest of Ireland. Mm. The Scotland. referendum on Scottish independence held on 18 September 2014 saw Scotland vote to remain part of the UK with 55% voting against the proposal. But that was in 2014. I'm pretty sure there was another vote since 2014. I don't, nothing that I'm seeing. Mm, okay. Well, someone in Scotland, reach out to us if that's wrong. Do you know who the current prime minister of the UK is? Fuck no. It's Boris Johnson. Okay. I know that now. Like, He's like the most British. Besides, you say that and it's like, of course, it's Boris Johnson. Besides Benedict Cumberbatch, it's the most British name I've ever heard. And he's a pretty British looking guy. Oh, he's super pretty. And he's got like bleach blonde floppy hair. It's hilarious. Although he is being ousted from government currently. Oh, he looks like someone who's real sad from being ousted by government. He looks like he just spilled his beans bean side down, toast side toe? up yeah. in every mm. picture that you see of him. That is really disappointing. He's like Donald Trump's UK little brother. Okay. That's like too real. Too real or he too looks, mean? No, he looks a lot like Donald Trump. Doesn't he kind of look like British Donald Trump? He certainly fucking does. Okay. Okay. Well, do you have any news? Any personal news you want to say before we leave the news corner? Um, My small baking business is going pretty well. Have you not plugged that on the podcast yet? I don't know if I have or not. Well, that's fucking crazy. Plug it up. Okay. I uh, am doing a vegan baking business called Mrs. Z's Teacher Treats. Find me on Instagram. Um, if you're in Minnesota, you can come to my pop-ups, which are throughout the greater Twin Cities areas at breweries and farmer's markets. Hashtag breweries. <laughs> or send me an email or DM for a custom order. Now, even outside of Minnesota? Mm, only if you're if, willing to travel to get it. I don't think it would ship well. I bet you could find a way. You don't think, what if a UK listener wants one of your famous Biscoff and Earl Grey cake jars? I mean, I feel like Queen they approved. wouldn't let you ship food like that. That's not like packaged by government. People. Can you make me a vegan cake that looks like beans on toast photorealistically, but when I cut into it, it's just cake? I mean, probably not. Hmm. Other people could. I, I'm not that type of baker. I'm not like a fondant artist. I like just make things that taste good. I'm pretty fond daunt of, of your you. cake. Uh -huh, uh -huh, uh -huh. Okay. All right. Successful yeah, news that was corner. Fun. All right. So let's hop into <laughs> episode seven. Is it a merge? Not yet. Pretty much. So no time is wasted up top. No. Nope. Ular goes to visit. Unlike us. <laughs> Ular goes to visit Halong immediately. And then I guess Halong is also visiting Ular at the same time. They're not time. visiting each other. They're visiting each other's camps yes. without each other. So they Ular, can be real catty. Ular goes to Halong. Halong goes to Ular. They're checking out each other's camps. And then they get to raft and meet up at Bird Island. Well, Zoe's super critical of the opposing tribe's roof. Of course. And, uh, yeah. One of the tribes and is like... Charlotte is like, ooh, I'll sleep right here in a hammock. I'm so happy. Look at me, la-di-da. But yes, the neutral location, the... Uh, what is it? The fucking non-militarized zone, the space between North and South Korea. Sure. This is that, but for Pulau Tiga. Bird Island yes. is the D the DMZ, the demilitarized zone. Okay. Bird Island is Pulau Tiga's DMZ. Mm, but is anywhere really demilitarized when you're on Survivor? Mm, or even in this modern crazy world. Hashtag give peace a chance. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and they are told... That Sikuchu, although tri oh, Gesundheit. although tribal <laughs> lines may linger, Halong and Ular are no more. They are now 
Sekuchu. And at this point, there's no meaning or explanation yes. or definition. Just the word. That's why. Said once. I'm going to say that my my Gazuntite joke I made a moment ago and this joke that Sekuchu <laughs> sounds like a Pokemon <laughs> are okay because I didn't have context yet. Right. So when I get context, those jokes must be stopped. And they he'll come, be They become offensive. But until now... Sekuchu is what? It's like a grass type Pokemon, maybe some type of tree Pokemon. A flying bird Pokemon. Sekuchu, Sekuchu, <laughs> Sekuchu. And he shoots marmalade out of his mouth. Yes. Oh, we've got to go. So sticky now. We've got to collect Sekuchu's marmalade jam, or else Pikachu's going to die of forest poisoning. All right. That's an episode. Now the host comes in is like, okay, everybody, listen closely. Don't don't ignore me now and then blame me later for your poor listening skills. The host whose name <laughs> is James. Um The host whose name, of course, is Jackie. That's me. I'm the host of this podcast. <laughs> right, right. I'm not hosting Survivor. Surely you can name off the cuff the host of the show that we're seven episodes deep into. Mark. Austin. I, I knew it. Mark Awesome. Mark Amazing. Mark Amazing. Um, yes, he tells him to listen up. Because this is a decision that will impact the rest of your game. What? camp are you going to live at and they kind of go through and give their impressions of the the various camps before they choose did you write down any of the specific wording that some of these ulars use to describe the Helang camp they they go back to saying that their shit their roof is really shitty they have yes. a real problem with however they constructed their roof um they say they need to be potty trained they're disorganized just generally say they're kind of disgusting, sloppy pigs. It's so, like, it's so beyond necessary, their descriptions. They're so catty and proud of themselves for how rude and mean they're being. It's like you guys already are going into this merge situation up in numbers, knowing that you're just going to poo, 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 vote them off, and you got to be assholes on top of it. Like, fuck all the way off. I expected Halong to come back with equal grit and fieriness, but they're also just like, yeah, we're pretty jealous of the Ular camp. Our camp fucking sucks. We're just, we're disgusting little pig bitches. And, and we saw lobsters over there. We don't have fucking lobster. <laughs> Hashtag lobster. Um, and then Mark Austin. Hashtag lop her. He says, I'm never going to say Ular or Halong again. Burn the flags, burn your shirts. It's a merging ceremony, baby. Let's gather round in a fire and summon the god Sukuchu. Now, okay. Which Sukuchu means merged or joined. Correct. Yes. Now, they tell them to take off their shirts. Some of these ladies are just in their bras. I don't think that they were given a heads up of like, hey... You're going to have to take your top off. Make sure you're having something underneath it that you're comfortable in. Strip down, ladies. It's merge it's time. It's so fucked up. What and are like, they wearing? When they take their well, shirts off, like, are they just in bras? Zoe's got a tank top on, but all the other ladies just have like a bra on. I would say that you hope that a conversation would have happened, but by 2001 reality TV standards, I mean, who I doubt it. Who knows? Doubt it. It's crazy that this is 21 years old. Survivor UK, you what? could have a beer this in year. In the US. Uh, what's the drinking age in the UK? 18. Really? Yeah. Mm. That's hey, why when hey, I studied abroad what? and I was 20, I could get drunk. What is this, the news corner? Uh, woo, woo. <laughs> okay. Um, now, you're, while you were here. While you, you, you didn't even know what was going on. You thought you were here resting on your laurels, hanging out at the merge ceremony. You're... Beaches have been dismembered. Guess what, bitches? Your beaches have been dismembered and dismantled and disorganized. Destroyed. Dis. So, you know, for the Halang tribe, that means nothing. 
<laughs> but the Ular tribe, that makes it quite a difference. Oh, no. And then they all vote that they're going to go back to Ular Beach and rebuild there. Yes. Unsurprisingly. It's they, a unanimous vote as well. Absolutely. They raft back and they get a steak dinner. Would you want just like a huge hunk of steak at this point? Um, I guess so. I mean, I feel chicken would be preferred because I think beef maybe. I mean, who am I, Simon, talking about my bowel movements constantly? I was about to say. But I think beef might cause that a little bit more, and I think of chicken as maybe more pure protein. But it's not the worst thing to eat, surely. Bunch of fish. First night back on Sakuchu Beach. clams, a lobster. <laughs> um, and there's this funny moment where someone's like, steak, they got steak. And then somebody else responds by saying, I thought you said snake. Right. Snakes. Snakes. I mean, we'd eat that too. No. Um, How would you feel if you came back and there's just a bunch of st- snakes cooked up for you to eat? I mean, it's okay, I guess. What if they were a bunch of gummy worms? Oh, yes. Hell yeah. I want some gummy worms right now. So Simon starts to suss out his new tribe mates. They decide that they need to build a new shelter. Mm-hmm. Mick and get to work. Oh, yeah. Work, Mick is in work. a power position. Because he's got the the six four, what is it? Ular yeah. had the numbers coming in, so he's feeling like they can just pick off the former Halong, and then don't really need to worry until you know they've got to start cannibalizing themselves. Eve phrases it as that they're approaching it like they have visitors here for a few days, and I think that's just like a really shitty. I mean, like valid now you're one and six to win i guess but it like as a viewer for those coming in on the bottom it's like not a fun way to play it's unsurprising but i always want people to go the other way and it is just a matter of time i think right until a crack starts to form or someone gets annoyed and flips it will happen it always happens i mean you start to think there might be a little crack here when jackie and zoe are talking about how there might be like a boys club going on but like jackie zoe eve you're three of the six right i guess it's like well there's three guys over there if they brought them in that's six of our ten Right. Boys do have the numbers, technically. Technically, right. Simon knows that he's in trouble, that he's a part of the going to be picked off one by one. So he specifically is going to try to be winning immunity. Well, this is a horror show. So, of course, the black man is about to be murdered first. Right. The one non-white person, question mark. I wonder, like, some people might be Greek or Latin or some sort of, like, non- no one Caucasian. is no one is apparently non-Caucasian. I just don't you can't right uncomfortable. Yes. Yes. But fair, fair enough. I can I can comfortably say that Simon is the only black contestant. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'm pretty positive I can say that Simon's the only black castaway. So yeah, let's kill off the black man first is basically their whole persona. He's their only black stowaway. Blastaway? Blastaway? Black away. Yeah. Yeah. Blah away. Blah away. <laughs> Blah away. Blah away. Blay. Blay. Uh, so there's a slightly awkward moment where Jackie tells Zoe that she wants to compete against her because she has no chance of competing against the men. Right. And Zoe doesn't really know how to respond. No, to it's that. like, so you're calling me a loser? <laughs> she's very. Suck? She's like, wait, what? You want to compete against me? Why? And then she explains why. And then Zoe is just like, okay. Strange moment. Okay, and, and then, now... no, and then uh, she says that she's, Jackie tells Zoe that she said it because she's just trying to make her paranoid, which is just weird, so silly. weirdly aggressive. Yeah, you're being ridiculous, Jackie. I mean, okay, how do you feel here about Charlotte's take on doctors? On, on doctors or Richard specifically? I mean, she specifically says that, like... Does this extend to all doctors for her? She says that, like... He has evil eyes and you can like, oh, and he's a doctor. Like, uh, she says she can't even look at him. Yeah. And the thing is, you if you think she's saying this in a joking or light way, she's not at all. She looks upset and disturbed as she's saying it, as if she thinks Satan is within Richard's eyes. Doctors are fucking creepy. 
I didn't necessarily connect this to all doctors for her. It seems very specific to Richard for me. I'm going doctors worldwide. Mm. Every doctor fucking creep. You think all doctors are No matter what type of doctor. Male and female? Especially when I become a doctor. Fucking creep. All doctors? All full stop. Not even just medical doctors? Not even medical doctors. Just everyone with the doctor title. Wow. Just kidding. I'm taking that back. I didn't expect you. Medical all... doctors, though. Yeah, they're fucking crazy. <laughs> That's also such a broad of all the like people <laughs> to have a vendetta against. They do a lot of good mm, doctors. They also do a lot of fucking evil. Sure. Someone listened to the Dr. Death podcast and can't get over it. <laughs> um, yeah, of all the vendettas, all the axes, I thought you'd grind on our podcast. I didn't think it'd be against <laughs> MDs. Wow. Yes, it's very strange. They just all have weird first impressions of each other. This evil eye comment is fucking bizarre. It is truly off the wall to be saying another contestant has evil eyes and you can barely look at him because just because he's ugly. Come on, Charlotte. I mean, Richard's not even fucking that ugly. Um, Speaking of super judgy people, fucking Eve. So, I mean, Charlotte hates Richard. Eve hates Charlotte. Because she's hot. Her voice penetrating in every conversation, always needing to be the center of attention. And then meanwhile, Charlotte just wants to fucking go home. Yeah. She's like, well, (laughs) no wonder it's her fucking birthday tomorrow. It's her birthday. She's just like, everything's weird post-merge. She's kind of just waiting to be voted off. Quote, I want to stay, but if I could go home, I would as well. It's like, you know, if you're one of these four players, it's like you're going, you're not winning. You're not winning this game with how they're playing it. I've seen Charlotte not be malicious to anybody and so much malice come Charlotte's way that I can't help just feel that because she's young and attractive, she's getting a lot of shit. She is. I'm also like Team Simon because he's like getting a lot of shit for no reason. And it really, you know, I don't want to ever too quickly throw the racism card on the field but things get a little strange at the immunity challenge uh just a little before we go there do you have anything else to say well i mean do we need to talk charlotte's birthday a little bit um they wake up the next morning it is charlotte's birthday they do like give her a little bit of time in the morning to like sing to her while they're eating rice classic just happy birthday yeah you know, the happy birthday song, do they just sing happy birthday? Because, like, the happy birthday, t- that song is copyright. There's mm. a person who owns the rights to it. Interesting. A I family you have to pay money to. That's why it got canceled. Um, Charlotte gets asked if today is just miserable for her. It's like, you don't even ask, like, oh, how do you feel about, is it just miserable? <laughs> like, Are you just having a terrible time on your birthday? Is this the worst birthday, birthday ever? <laughs> okay, cool, guys. And she's turning 23. We maybe learn that a little bit later. I think it's 23. No, it is 20, 25. 25. Ooh. She's turning 25. I think that means her brain is done growing. All righty. It's day. I wish it was day 25 on the island instead of day 21. What if she was turning day, turning 25 on day 25 of her time on the island? Then it would be her golden birthday. Do you think you'd be her golden survivor birthday? Yeah. Would you be happy spending your birthday on Survivor? You're on Survivor. It's your birthday. Do you think you're happy about that? Or are you feeling kind of irritated? If I was like a single lady at 25, that might be a fun thing. I mean, anyway, I think it's fun. It's like a memory. It's 100%. like That's a what birthday I'm that'll never be the same. No matter what age I am, no matter what my, like, even if I'm away from my wife yes. or family for a birthday, but I'm on fucking Survivor, Survivor, I can go back and watch that birthday on TV anytime I want. That's super cool. <laughs> when you're old and have no memory. Who's that? That's, That's you. That's me. Sure, Grandpa. <laughs> Give okay. him his fucking pills. <laughs> All right. Now, before we head to immunity and the sand spit, oh. let's take a quick break. Ding. That's the sand spit noise.
Welcome back to Survivor Cast International. Episode 7. We're coming back to the immunity challenge to the dulcet tones of Robbie Williams, who had the number one charting song in the UK in 2001, late July, with Eternity. Just like how Survivor UK will be in our hearts for eternity. And also puts us to sleep. <laughs> um, or doesn't, depending on how well you do at this next immunity challenge, eh, Cody? This next immunity challenge I found to be very interesting and took up a good amount of the episode. Surprisingly. Okay. So we learn... As they're at the sand pit. Ding. That's the sand pit noise. Okay. Uh, that they're now going to be playing for the immunity amulet. What? That's right. And that they'll need sheer determination and will to get through this next challenge. What are they doing, Jackie? Well, I mean, Marky Boy is going to be getting drunk in the shade. Right. In a little lean-to hut he's built, I assume. But everybody else will be standing on a log in the middle of the ocean. You can't touch. You can talk. And, yeah, there's nothing else to it. There's no difficulty increases as time goes on. You're literally just standing on a log. It doesn't look like it's hard to balance. Unless you're Zoe. (laughs) It's out just in the water and you're in the sun. And you're just standing there until you can't stand anymore. It's a standoff. Yeah. And let's stand into it. We learn that it's 90 degrees out, according to Mark Austin. Is that 90 degrees Fahrenheit or Fahrenheit or Celsius? What is 90 degrees Celsius? Really fucking hot. I'm assuming Like over 100, I think, by quite a bit. Maybe too hot. Our UK correspondent is messaging me on Twitter as we record this episode. Well, don't get distracted. Only look up what 90 degrees Celsius is in Fahrenheit. I think it's a million degrees. It's 194 degrees Fahrenheit. Yeah, definitely Fahrenheit. So it's definitely 90. But why would he be saying Saying Fahrenheit? So it must be 90 degrees Celsius. No. Their blood is boiling. They're literally catching on fire. (laughs) It's right. On that wooden log. What are they doing? (laughs) The water is like boiling them. Yeah, they're getting cooked a lot. They're the lobster this round. They know that 21 years from now, two yokel Americans will be watching. With no ability to convert Celsius to Fahrenheit, so he threw us a bone. That's hilarious. 90 degrees Fahrenheit. Okay. For all you future podcasters, 90 degrees Fahrenheit out on that log. But, you uh, see how close I came to speaking in an accent there, but I stopped myself? I'm proud of you. What is 90 degrees Fahrenheit in Celsius? What should he have said? Okay, well, let's pull out my Google again. 90... <laughs> 90... And, like, we're noticing as they're getting set on this log that there's not a lot of space in between them. It's 32 degrees Celsius. What? I know. Celsius is backwards crazy. That's insanity. It's goo-goo cry crazy upside down. Because if he would have said 32 degrees, that wouldn't have sounded like anything. The water's frozen. Right. (laughs) They're shivering. (laughs) Burr, Mark Austin. All right. So, as they go... To stand up. Zoe has a hard time getting on the log or standing on it whatsoever. She can't. She can't do it. She literally cannot stand up on the log. I do love Mick is wearing an H sweater from the Boggle Spell Out Words Challenge. Right. I mean, if you didn't bring many clothes, you're going to want... You're going to want that. You see it every so often. Every so often, a tribe mate will just have a white long sleeve shirt with a letter on it. Or, like, have ripped parts of it off or, you know. I love it. Zoe officially clocks out at 57 seconds. She doesn't even make it a minute. Nope, not a minute. And then James does make it one minute, but then he also falls. Right. And then this is where things become super problematic, in my opinion. Okay. Or not like problem, but like people become fucking assholes. Well, okay. But before that starts to happen, can we just say that James goes back to shore and shares a beer with Mark Austin? Right. They get a crack, a cold one. 
uh, Mark Austin and Zoe talk about, I mean, I think Mark Austin says that Zoe was pretty pathetic. Yeah. He really comes alive in this moment. He's his most he's drinking on camera. <laughs> he was given the go ahead to get drunk on screen. Right, Cause he's drunk, which he always is, but now he doesn't have to hide it and pretend to be professional. He can loosen up. Exactly. Um, yeah, it's really funny just to see Mark Austin and not narrating the challenge in his classic way. Just hanging out. But like, it's like he's one of the people. He's like in the shade talking shit about the contestants with Zoe and Richard. James. Or James, James. Yeah. Um, And then eventually Zoe goes to sunbathe and it's just Mark Austin and James hanging out, talking shit about the other people. Drinking everybody's beer. So... Okay, now I'm sorry. Please, what were you saying? Well, they, like, start shaking the log. Like, James... Doing the thing where you're, like, um, standing, but kind of bouncing up and down and using the motion to make it rock. Simon is visually struggling in this first, like, 20 minutes to an hour of it. Like, he's not sturdy yet. Yes. And like them doing this like, ooh, let's see if we can shake him off. It kind of seems to be led by Richard. I get that vibe. And yeah, I don't know why exactly. I guess it's because he is a strong competitor and was Simon on Halong? He must have been. He must be one of the people who's yeah, being he picked is. off. So he's just one of the people who are being picked off. He knew that he was in trouble, but People seem to be specifically targeting him. Yeah, kind of circling around and going for Simon as a tribe as a whole. I don't know if the other Halong members are really joining in on it, but Ular seems to be targeting Simon specifically and not just yeah. the other Halong as a it's, as a unit. It's an icky look, Ular. It doesn't look good. Um, and then they're also mocking the people on the log, telling them to stop wobbling it. But, right. Oh, little babies don't want to be wobbled. I have a lot of uncles who, as a boy, would love to, like, invite their wives or their sisters-in-law or, like, their nephews or children onto, like, Ferris wheels with them at rinky-dink southern Minnesota fucking carnivals. And then while in the air, like, very dangerously rock the Ferris wheel fucking, I don't know, carts? Yeah. Buckets that you're in, whatever they are. They fucking deserve to die. To an extent that seems very unsafe. And just be so amused by yeah, it. Yeah, fucking like, people put this up and take it down. Yeah, this was not here yesterday. This isn't this is, a sturdy, like, no. stay-up structure. Some carny that gets paid in corn dogs and sleeps in a fucking rail car put this up this morning while hungover. Please, you know, no Don't rocking, okay? It. God, going on those rides, that was not a smart decision my parents (laughs) allowed to let happen. Every so often somebody dies. I mean, we have Valley Fair here in Minnesota, which is a stable amusement park. The rides are not torn down every weekend. And still, once every five years, a person dies there. These other ones that (laughs) are, you know, tear down and put up, I don't trust them. No. Uh, amongst the shaking, they also begin screaming Bohemian <laughs> Rhapsody. You know what I appreciate? For some reason. I love that you didn't use the word singing. The, the, you chose screaming. They didn't sing. No. It was not singing. I could not have written singing and been portraying their actions appropriately. It's the most tarnishing to Queen and the song Bohemian Rhapsody until the movie Bohemian Rhapsody some 20 years later. Freddie Mercury rolling in his grave. Whom I believe... Freddie Mercury coming back to life to die again to roll in his grave. His ghost now haunts Pulau Tiga against his will. He's not happy about it. No. He was at rest. He wants to be pulled out of Tiga too. (laughs) Mark Austin, um, yeah, just talking the shit with Zoe and James, having a good time. Andy is not singing Queen. No. He looks highly annoyed, and he's just chilling. It's Andy, Charlotte, Simon, and then the other four fucks. Zoe and Charlotte discuss and think that, um, I'm sorry, Zoe and Mark Austin think that Charlotte will win. Really? Yes. I miss that. And unless she fancies a beer. That's the mm. only thing that would prevent her from winning. Well, it is her fucking birthday. 
Then, speaking of her birthday, we get another round of happy birthday singing to Charlotte on the log. Little log birthday singing. Hashtag birthday log. And then here comes the hour and 30 minute mark, Cody. Okay. Can you give us the breakdown of what happens here? Well, I have at the one hour mark, they start to play Wobbly Log again. Oh, yeah. There's some whistling and more cajoling. Um, Zoe has now fully gone to sunbathe while James and Mark Austin are really talking shop. They're like really buddy buddying it up. I want to see just a separate bromance. You want to see just like Mark Austin actually being the host of a show and talking to contestants? <laughs> yeah, he's got when he opens up, he's got a things. he's got a personality. I wish okay. he did it more in relation to what's going on in the show for his actual job. So okay, ninety minutes in, hour thirty, Mick, old man, policeman Mick. He can't take the heat any longer. He jumps into the beautiful waves of Pulautiga. But he only jumps in after scooting as close to Simon as possible and then doing a very elaborated jump. Yeah, like trying to kick his legs out to knock, essentially trying to kick Simon off the log or make Simon lose his balance as he sacrificed himself. He like describes it when he gets to shore of like, oh, I was trying to like kick the log hard enough when I left that it'd shake him off. And I thought he was going for like the big splash to like splash Simon. So Simon like got wet and wobbly fucking asshole. It's really aggressive gameplay. Zoe's like, Oh, smashing jump. And that's when he explains why he did it like that. And they're all very tickled by it. Mick is very proud of it. No hint of it being poor sportsmanship at the very best. It's just gross. It is. It's even it's if you gross were gross to watch. Right, even if there weren't like some subconscious or subtle racism again at best going on, if it was just to another player, it's still just shitty gameplay. A hundred percent. I will also say, like, fucking anyone who's watching is a hundred percent Team Simon at this point. He's very zen. You know, at this point, he has found his balance, and he's just, he's doing great, right? He's Killing just it. an island unto himself. Uh, he seems to be a good sport, too. Like, he is laughing and smiling, and he's not, he's not saying anything about the fact that, like, he's clearly being ganged up on. Yeah, he's and, like, a good no, sport. Absolutely. So then, um, Mick toasts Charlotte from the shore, because he's, you know, a horny old policeman. And then we get to the two-hour and 26-minute point. Where Charlotte decides to forego one million quid for a beer and dives into the water. Yep. She she's says, not an alcoholic, though. No. not She's not a Mark Austin. She says she could smell the beer. He's going to, like, sue us for libel. He's going to take all of her podcasting money. That's fine. Um, She doesn't want to spend all of her 25th birthday on a log. She says that she loves beer. Um, there's just a lot of yucking it up of like, oh, beer over money. Uh, I'm going to regret this. <laughs> Everyone's laughing a little too hard and a little too long. And then we get the crazy fucking music shift. Okay. It like goes into this intense, like insane. Very bombastic yeah. as the sun begins to set. Very dramatic orchestral type thing. We get a cut to being 7 p.m., 4 hours, 27 minutes, so 2 hours and 1 minute since Charlotte jumped. Say goodbye to Jackie. And it's around this time. I don't know if it's because it's so late in the challenge or if my eyes were finally open for the first time. But I started noticing on Andy, Andy's wearing this long white sleeve t-shirt that says 2001 on it. And if you look closely, it also says something about the Twin Towers. Does on it. it really? On the sleeves. It mm. says Twin Towers down both Does sleeves. Does it really? And it says 2001. It has a bunch of other crazy stuff I thought it was it. like a runner's marathon shirt. I think it's a... I am 99% sure... I'll watch for it next it's, episode. Uh, Twin Towers... Uh, Commemorate. The- Memory. I think it's a commemorative 2001 The Twin Towers shirt, but this was filmed before the towers mm. fell, so I don't even understand what's okay, going on. Okay, you're just being ridiculous. And then I was looking at Richard's shirt, and I'm pretty sure there's a cartoon depiction of a plane crashing into 
two towers on oh, his shirt. Oh, yeah, for sure. They're the ones who did it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was the castaways. Um. Yeah, Eve drops out at six hours, five minutes. Um, Simon's got an Adidas hat on. Pete and drops out at 10 hours, two minutes. Did you say Jackie dropped at four hours, 27? You did, didn't you? Yeah, a while ago. Yes, the huge jump from Eve at six hours and five minutes to Pete at 10 hours and two minutes. Um, Really giving me like college survivor immunity challenge vibes where we're just standing on something right. until you can no longer stand and it literally takes a full day. Hashtag Survivor Syracuse. Talk about how they might have to change the time of tribal, depending. It's 2.40. They, okay, so we get a cut to Mark make Austin. Him, make him fucking stand on one foot. Make them stand on one foot. Mark Austin cuts in and says they've been out there from roughly 2.45 p.m. to 6.15 a.m. at this point. There are three people left, Simon, Andy, and Richard. I'm pretty sure... Richard is using his devil eyes and the power of Satan to keep him up on that log. Uh, they talk a little bit about how, like, Richard doesn't need this. It's interesting. Yes, 100%. And with Richard not needing this, he's plain, painting a pretty big target on his back. And this is being said by his own tribe mates a little bit, as well as the old Halong tribe. Interestingly, people start to question his motivation. Like, why is he such a tryhard? Is this just part of his personality? But yeah, he doesn't need it. So what is his motivation exactly? Is he going to like betray one of us? So he, why is he so paranoid that he feels he can't trust us? Mm -hmm. It's very interesting that it, it puts such a huge target on his back. Where I think he's just like, and then I think it's, it's James that comes to bat for him. Like, oh, I think he's just like trying to beat himself and like see how far he can take it. And like, yes, I think that is what's going on. But I mean, even if it is just on that level, the same thing that it kind of does to Simon is it does make you stand out as a physical threat, if nothing mm -hmm. else. So then uh, there's a lot of snapping and singing on the log. You heard a little bit of this at the very top of the episode. It was great. They have some good harmonizing going on, surprisingly. All the other people have returned to camp at this point, and they are guessing who's left in the challenge based on who's returning. Now, here's the thing. I thought singing at the top... Like, the screaming of Bohemian, Bohemian Rhapsody was, like, fucking miserable. But then I find this singing so lovely and endearing. Well, I think they're just being less people helps quite a bit. <laughs> uh, Richard's wearing a Halliburton hat, which is really hmm. weird. Okay. You know, Dick Cheney's weapons company. Yes. We bizarre. Why would he have that? I don't know. Um, At camp, they're talking about how they're either going to vote out Andy or Simon, and they're really glad that the other one is lasting this long because it means that they're going to be really tired for the next one. Absolutely. We get to the 20-hour mark, mm -hmm. and that's when Simon says he can't do anymore and dives into the water right before that you get these shots of the three of them kind of like standing in a row and like passing water back and forth but like andy is the one having to like bend down and pick up the water i wonder if that is like helping his game having that movement in there interesting or if it's like going if it like could have been a hindrance of yeah. like oh i was bending down to pick up the water for fucking the dude next to me and then i fall in fall in or yeah my back gives out at that moment yeah or hmm. my yeah it's just something i thought speaking of that we also get some interesting shots of the three of them but like the camera is under the water and we're looking up at them from under the water it's a kind of an interesting camera yeah. angle for them to make a point of getting but i guess a hundred percent a hundred percent there's a view of them okay looking up at them from under the water i love it and i just like oh they, they fucking have been standing there for 20 hours i guess we have time to think of some like artistic shots <laughs> to get right uh, Simon's a little bummed he didn't make 24 hours total. He sounds exhausted. He also hasn't pooped in nine days, people. Yeah, he's talking to Mark Austin, doing a little, like, post-immunity interview, and he's like, oh, yeah, I haven't used the bathroom in nine days, and Mark Austin sounds shocked, and he's like, pooped, just pooped, Mark, which is still terrible. Yeah, your stomach must feel awful, man. So now it's Richard. Oh, and then Simon just gives a rundown of like my fucking knees and legs and the balls of my feet and every part of my body just hurts and hurt. And it was terrible. But now it's Richard versus Andy. Yes. Um, 
they talk about how Richard's feet are swollen and they're both sunburnt. Um, I guess it's commendable, right, to have done this. It's a pretty crazy feat of endurance. Pretty fucking crazy. Um, at, at camp, they're talking about how Richard, Richard is, like, they're circling now that, sorry, now that Simon's back, he's leading the charge back around to, like, oh, fuck, Richard's, like, really pushing hard, guys. He's going to push it till he dies. Like, he's not getting up. So right, right. I think it's Simon's, like, last ditch effort to kind of be like hey guys if richard doesn't win this one maybe get him out before me because he can really last long trying to deflect a little bit of the the heat that's surrounding him onto richard will it work um well richard removes his hat shakes andy's hand pats him on the shoulder and then himself dives into the water. It's probably the most refreshing dive into water he's ever experienced. That was 22 hours and 58 minutes. And then Andy sits on the log and weeps. Just mm. openly weeps. Doesn't weep, but like gets down onto the log, doesn't jump in. He lasts exactly 23 hours. Here's a question. I didn't see the last three get a beer. Did they not get a fucking beer? Maybe not. Maybe they waited too long. That sucks. And then uh, Andy talks to Mark Austin, who's like, oh, that was a bit special. That was a, a bit special, that thing you did out there. And then Andy references doing it because today is Mother and Sunday. Or Mothering Sunday. Did, I don't think. He, OK, you thought he said Mother and Sunday. Yes. I Like like Mother and S-O-N. Yes. Day. Yes. I thought he said it's Mothering mo- Mothering. Sunday. Like M-O-T-H-E-R-I-N-G. Sunday. S-U-N-D-A-Y. And like, Mothering Sunday. Like Mother's Day, but it always falls on a Sunday. Yeah, that's what I was doing. Okay, is it Mother and Sunday, or is it Mothering Day? Let us know, please, UK. Right, in the UK, do they have a separate holiday celebrating both <laughs> Mother- mothers and the special bond between, between mother and son? son? I mean, it makes sense. Instituted by the Queen. Okay. I want so badly to do a funny queen impression. You can't do it. Can I just do an, an old lady? See, I feel like even an sure, old... Sure, you could do an old lady. I dedicate this day to Andrew and Charlie, mothers and sons. Love it. And it's also like the UK and America, that mother and that special mother-son relationship. All right. Anything else before we <laughs> head to tribal? Um, Let's take a little look at my nose. Yes, and that it was love. It was he did it for all the moms. All for love. That's what kept him out there, and fear of an impending crisis in the coming months. He said. He said, "I had a vision on the log of a great, a great bird, a great steel bird crashing into two, two palm trees, two giant steel palm trees in New York City." A great metal bird. He had a vision on the log, he said. Yep, yes, he did. (laughs) He did it for the moms. He called it here. I do like that Mark Austin, he seems, I mean, because we just get so little personality from Mark Austin. I love that he seems genuinely impressed and kind of in awe of the feat of endurance that he just witnessed. That it was like one hour shy of a full day. That was truly something special. I have a medical note that says I can't stand for longer than 30 minutes. <laughs> Do you think um, if you brought that note on Survivor, they would just let you win by default? <laughs> no. All right. Are you ready to roll into tribal? Yeah, let's we, roll. Yeah, we don't go back to camp at all. We go straight to tribal. And Richard gets the first question. Doesn't he? Well, I do have a note that Mark Austin says that it's a shame that they can't have a triple in yes. the Because Richard... Don't you make Andy the fucking rules? And Simon should get it. Couldn't Mark Austin just be like, okay, you three are safe? Nope. He says, only one man. And he specifically says man. And when he says man, he looks at the ladies in attendance. Only Fuck. one man can wield the amulet of immunity. <laughs> yes. Uh, Richard says that he stopped when he couldn't feel his feet any longer in response to that first question you alluded to. But where were you mentally? Mentally, he's like, mentally, I was just fine. I just literally couldn't feel my feet. It's like, okay. <laughs> okay, Richard. Weirdo. Yeah, you robot man. Um, Andy wanted to make it at least to be on the jury. That yes. was like his gameplay motivation. 
And then he also speaks on that, you know, love, love kept him out there on the log. And then Simon's like, yo, I'm tough. So if I go home, it's because I was tough, tough, tough. But he's like, he doesn't think his performance has really affected his fate at all because he didn't win. And him, you know, putting on like a really strong feat of strength isn't going to help him at all. No. So he's like, I'm kind of just in the same boat I was when I started. I'm going to lose. I'm going home. This is the end. The new tribe split along those old old tribal lines, Mark Austin reflects, and then he tells James to go vote. (laughs) Yes. James votes for Zoe. They're all real muddy here. Yeah, again, they've done the mud dip, but we didn't get to see it, and they're not talking about it. Some are completely covered in mud, and some are not covered in mud at all. I need to see the mud dip every damn time. I want it. There's no mud dip on Simon, who votes for Richard. No mud on Andy, no mud on Zoe, and no mud on Pete. But Mick has some mud and a red bandana, and he looks like a fucking pirate. And Charlotte, I think, is muddy as fuck. Which is surprising. Okay, and then the votes come in. Um, Somebody says, apparently there's a plan. Let's hope it works. Yeah, votes that come in are kind of weird. We got one vote for Eve, one vote for Richard, two votes for Zoe, and then, unfortunately, six votes for Simon. Goodbye, Simon, our only black player. It's so weird that they split it up over three people. Yeah, I mean, it just speaks to lack of cohesion, right? Um, Simon snuffs himself. The host (laughs) is saying Simon a lot. Goodbye, Simon. You've been voted off, Simon. The tribe has spoken, Simon. Snuff your torch, Simon. Simon says that he had fun. He hopes he can stay friends with all of them. That the real million pounds was the friends that they made along the way. And then he gives this like kind of weird rambly speech about how you should vote for the most and best deserving survivor. And that the player who plays the best is the best survivor. It doesn't make a lot of sense and it's kind of confusing. (laughs) It certainly is just like a little meandering. (laughs) And it's like, is Simon just really trying to end on like a really graceful note and it's losing it. So he keeps extending it. He spoke just a little too long. Um, and then, yeah, they all just kind of said that he was too strong. Simon says that, um, Jackie and Zoe do not deserve to be there, that Richard's a sneaky fuck. Richard says something really weird when he was voting for Simon, that Simon is now finally playing, paying for his crimes and misdemeanors from the past. (laughs) What the fuck? I know, I was like, what the hell are you referring to? Just because he's black? Did he really say, he didn't say that. You're fucking crazy. I I go back and watch the episode. No way. You're finally paying for your crimes and misdemeanors. There's no way. I promise you. I don't believe it. All the 9-11 stuff was a joke, but that was for real. I don't believe it. Hashtag Simon story. I wish we could stick around and see Simon's story. I know. And then uh, next episode, Charlotte or Jackie is crying about <laughs> their husband and how they miss him. So that'll be interesting. Maybe missing him so much they blow somebody. But I thought that already happened. I don't know. We don't, I don't know. We don't know when the blowjob happens. True. True, true. All right. Well, that's another week. Uh, another episode down. Follow us at INT Survivor Cast. Look for all of our great coming content. Heading to South Africa, going to Philly, back to Syracuse, and all of the course, places. Of course, rolling rolling through UK. We'll see you on the road, and next time. Love, love will keep us together.